Hey everybody, bienvenidos, bienvenu, benvenuti, willkommen. Welcome to another episode of the Red Card Report podcast. It's your boy Joe talking, and we are knee deep in the January transfer market. And that is going to be the focus of today's episode. But before we take a deep dive on that, I got to ask how my good friend Rui Pereira is doing today. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. As always, Joe. Are you keeping up with your New Year's resolutions? And what are those? Like, uh, oh, I'm going to go on a diet. I'm yep. going to go to the gym more. And I'm not going to drink during the week. <laughs> well, I, that, no, I never <laughs> drink during the week. That's one. Okay. I haven't are you been sure? Going to, I haven't been going to the gym. <laughs> and I haven't been dieting. But that's all... <laughs> It's all changing. It's all changing. A new year. New year, new Rui? Or new, new year. year, same Rui? New year, same Rui. Healthier Rui. Healthier Rui. Healthier Rui. We could all use a healthier Rui, honestly. And I think I'm going to add Dude, this. That, sound, oh, that sounded like an insult. I didn't mean for that to sound like an well, insult. I'm sorry. I, that went way over my head. What you <laughs> said? I was like, we could all use a healthier Rui, which to me sounds like I said that you are unhealthy, but you're not. Physically healthy, Rui. Yeah, better. Right. Um, you see what I mean? <laughs> the way Milan is going right now, the mentally health Rui is going to go, is going to be on pause. Okay. Okay, that's going to be on pause. But... Serve it, like, it needs service sign? Yes, it needs a service. Needs an, an oil change. I think Milan needs an entire oil change. You know, they they, they just... <laughs> You're we're, speechless. We're picking up... <laughs> we're going we're gonna to touch up on this, but inter leftovers. Politano. I, I forgot that guy existed this year. Be, yeah, he has hardly featured this year, to be so, honest with you. But, yeah, Joe, um, new year, new decade, new everything. I'm going to stay positive, as Good. positive as I can. And, um, you know, looking forward to, to Milan being great again, maybe. <laughs> On the bright <laughs> side of things, maybe. Porto won against Sporting over That's the weekend. That's great. That's so great news. We're only four points behind Benfica, in first, that, who are now in first place. Um, they have been in first place. So that's good news for Porto, but... I feel like this is going to be a little bit of, of a different sort of episode for us. It just normally... I don't remember... Obviously, it was last January where we did like a January transfer mm-hmm. window. It's been literally a year, but it seems like forever. And we're still waiting for the leagues to kind of catch up, like, you know, where there's, you know, some more substance in them. So we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're focusing on the transfers today. And uh, the first league that we're going we're gonna to go with right now, if that's okay with you, Rui, is uh, Serie A. So uh, we're going to go to Juventus first. I hope that's also okay with you, too. Totally fine. Okay. So there's only one real acquisition that has been made so far in all this. A lot of rumors have been swirling around Juve naturally. But the one acquisition that we have made is Kulusevsky. Kulusevsky, Kulusevsky, however you want to say it. I say Kulusevsky because I feel I've definitely heard it said that way before. But if someone wants to correct me, go right ahead. And Juve signed Kulusevsky from Atalanta for $35 million, which is great business by Atalanta. This guy wasn't even on their team, and he, he they sold him for... All profit. Yeah, and he was bought for 165,000 euros. That's crazy. So it's a mass mass plus Valenza, over 34 million plus Valenza. They received another 38 million from the Champions League. They're 
battling for the top four spot with Roma and Cagliari, and Cagliari seem like they're slipping now. Yeah, I think that they're that. But Atalanta uh, still look really they're falling good. Apart. Atalanta still looks really good. Yeah, you know, and what are they going to do with this cash? Say if they do finish in fourth, what are they going to do with this cash, dude? It's going to be reinvest, reinvest, Who knows? get some players, get more experienced players. Maybe they maybe they won't need to rely as much on their youth academy. But they're all about their youth academy. Exactly, yeah. So th- it'll be interesting to see what they do. But what do you make of this of this deal, Rui? I, I don't know if you've seen... Have you seen Kulusevsky play? I have not seen him. Uh, well, I've seen highlights of him ever since the Juventus grabbed him. him. right. I've seen highlights of him. He looks like a pretty good player. Looks mm-hmm. like he can really help out that, that struggling midfield of Juventus. Yep. He's very young. I wish that he would come now. But they agreed to leave him on the on Parma until the end of the season. But yeah, it, you're all those things are accurate. People have told me, or I've and I've also read that he seems like a a more physical Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. Do you do you kind of? And I don't even think it's just because they both have freckles and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But do you kind of do you see do you kind of see that in his dribbling ability? I saw him blow by Koulibaly. Yeah, he's a great he's a great dribbler. Dude. He's a big body. Yeah, he is. It's like it Pretty seems strong. like maybe he's not as elusive. Yeah. And maybe not as pacey or quick. I don't want to say too pacey, but quick as Kevin De Bruyne. Maybe he can get there one day. But he looks technically sound. Tactically aware, really good player. I don't know. He's got a, a hell of a shot as well. So mm-hmm. let's see. I guess time will tell. He does have the potential there, but we all know how this goes when it comes to young wonder kids. We all just have to wait and see. Of course, the potential's there. We've seen so many young wonder kids throughout the years um, in City, yeah, EPL, wherever, wherever, wherever. It doesn't matter that. Kids with tons of potential don't live up to their expectations. And then mm-hmm. sometimes there are players that you never expect actually end up blowing it up and blossoming yeah. into blossoming into great players. So I think this is a great signing for Juve. I think it's a it's a fair price, especially mm-hmm. in today's market. So yeah, I think this is great. It's good for Juventus for the long run. He's a young player and it's just gonna it, it's just gonna benefit them in the uh, for the future, I was gonna say I was gonna. You kind of alluded to it a little bit, Rui, uh, in terms of you know young players. Do you think that him going to Juve is too drastic of a leap for him right now? That would be my only, my only uh, hesitance, so to speak, in all of this. I want to say that if this happened four years ago, uh huh, yes, okay, because this is when Juventus were. Stacked in the midfield, they had one of the best midfield, practically the best, practically the best midfield in the world. Right now, I don't think I think Juventus. I don't want to say that they are desperate, but they they need a change. They need a creative player. Exactly. So I don't think this is too drastic or anything like that. But like he'll find space there, right? He'll find space there. I think next season he might be in the starting lineup. Depends how. Depends where all the players right now in the midfield at Juventus end up going in the summertime, or where their state at um, their state will be. Because we we just don't know their their defense, uh, their midfield is just so inconsistent. Yeah, only Pjanic is the most reliable player that they have. Yeah, they have uh, Bentancur that is young. He's still blossoming. He's still growing. He still has a lot more experience left uh, to gain. Yeah, absolutely. 
I think got to get rid of Kadira. Got to like yeah, you got to trim off all these old players, these dying players that are holding back the team, and you never know. I think it, I think it could work out well next year. Him starting, get a few more reps at Parma, get familiar with the with the league, sure. bro. Same with Benton Core and hold on to Pjanic. I think they'll be all right. That I mean, that sounds like that's what the Juve board is thinking. So, good take, Rui. Another sort of transfer rumor that's been circulating is the hot defender, Mary Demerol, and he's getting linked with everyone under the sun, mm. like, but most notably Dortmund, Leicester City, and apparently both of those teams had agents or whatever, uh, scouts, at the last Juve game watching him play. So there, obviously there are going to be rumors about him leaving. What do you make of this, Rui? Do you think that he'll leave, or do you think that he'll stay put? I think he's going to stay put. Mm -hmm. I think he'll leave in the summertime, if anything, if he leaves. He's not going to leave now. I think he's too important uh, for Juventus, especially with Chiellini being out. And Juventus know that having Ronaldo on their team, he's not going to be there for long, and he's not going to be in his prime for that much longer. So... They really want to load up for the Champions League. They want to make sure that they have a good rotation of center backs, good center backs, Bonucci, Delict, um, Demiral, and then when Chiellini comes back. Those are four players that you can rotate around. And yeah. you, can all, you also have to take into consideration a possible injury, mm-hmm. a possible s- slip in form. True. That can happen. You never know. So it's important to have these four quality center backs together. Mm-hmm. But Demerol's really good, especially he's defensively. Very good. He's very strong and solid. So I think he's going to stay. I would love to see him to, uh, go to uh, to Dortmund. Like if he were to leave. Yeah, if he were to leave. What, what makes you say that? Dortmund's defense is in shambles. <laughs> so you think that he would be that standout I think he star? Would make, I think he would make a great impact on that team. I think he would be really good, go alongside with uh, with Hummels or Akanji, how, whatever. Both of those together, Akanji and, and Hummels, have been really terrible. They just have not <laughs> found any sort of any sort of chemistry. There's just nothing there between, not just between those two, but the entire back four. Yeah, there's just no no security. I think he would be great over there. Leicester City, they have a good defense. But well, how much longer is it going to last? They're not really big name defenders. They're blossoming defenders. But having a guy like Demerol that has made a name for himself and has performed internationally and domestically would be great there too. I can speak from just things that I've read. I don't think it would take a lot of money for Juve to even consider letting him go because I think they do want him in the long term. I think they see him as a long-term replacement for Chiellini and I think they also see Delict as a long-term replacement for Bonucci because they both both of those players they all share similar characteristics so I I just if anything it won't be in January it would be in the summertime for a lot of money and I'm talking like if they like the 45 million euro 50 million euro reign so those are the rumors on Juventus right now let's move on to Rui's dear Milan right now a lot of issues going on, as we know, but who knows what could happen in the January transfer window. Uh, is there is there anything that you hope for out of this particular transfer window? I know you got Ibrahimovic, mm-hmm. and I know your feelings on that, but is there anything else? We need a left... What, what do you need? We need a left winger. 
We need another center midfielder. Okay. We need a right back. That's a. I mean, already that's a lot for a January transfer. We need a center back. We need a backup left back. Now Ricardo Rodriguez is reportedly going. So you need a whole other team. Yeah, I wouldn't mind swapping Suso for another right winger. (laughs) (laughs) And we also need FFP to leave. I I probably shouldn't have asked this question. I'm sorry. So this is a grocery list here. Yeah. Of everything that you want. And hopefully Maldini and Boban can deliver. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, the one, one needs mi- so they they need so much help right now. A lot of um, help. And there's Piontek. We picked up Piontek and Paqueta. I was going to ask about. I was going to ask about La- both of those players. We picked those two up last year in January, with which both of them seem to be great transfers, and they're both. Well, yeah, they were doing Piontek, great. Piontek is really cold. He's really been a disappointment this year. He's only scored one goal from open play, and I believe three from the penalty spot. Correct. Did you Luke, see his, like, I don't mean to interrupt you on your in your train of thought, Rui, but I, I remember just something interesting. I saw his heat map from where he was, mm-hmm. like, at this point um, last year when he was playing for Milan. Every, like... Tons of heat inside the box, like yeah. all, where he got his shots off. This year, nowhere near the six yard box, which yeah. is where he's where yeah. he's like the most deadly. Yeah, it's not completely his fault because he's a poacher and he needs he needs the service, the proper service to put the ball away. And he's not he hasn't been getting that either. But there's also have been quite a few opportunities where he should have scored this year and he hasn't. So he's been a real disappointment from that aspect. It's not completely all his fault. Right. But I feel like his flaws really get magnified or have been getting really magnified now. Like he's not a great dribbler. No. Um what else? What else can you say? He's not he, finishing. Not finishing. His confidence is low. Um He's not great in build-up play, so like th- I think the we're just all noticing those flaws now. Exactly. So he's a, he can be a great finisher. He can on be. his day. Yeah, I mean we've seen him we've seen him strike the ball really well. Yeah, especially last year he scored ridiculous goals. Yeah. from crazy angles, man. Exactly. So I think if he had the proper service, we would see a few more goals from him. But there have been opportunities for him. Mm-hmm. And he just hasn't capitalized on it. That's that's been a huge letdown. His confidence is really low, as you just mentioned. But Lucas Paqueta, I have. That's what I was going to ask about w- him next. One thing that really frustrates me with him is he's playing out of position, and he's not being used. So out of pos- so just for the people who don't know, where where's he most comfortable? He's, and versus where's he playing now? He's a number ten playing at a number six and eight position. Yeah. So like a, a trequartista playing uh, Metzala. Yeah, this is where he he too is also losing confidence because he's not he's not playing enough and he's not being used. And the coach Pioli and Giampaolo haven't been using him. And when he does get, come on the pitch, the game does change a little bit. Yeah, he has that little bit of flair and creativity that other otherwise I don't know what other player on Milan has that quality and. With him now being linked to PSG, Leonardo, our former sporting director, I hate this guy. is really eyeing him and he really wants him because he knows the potential. And I think I hate this guy so much. I think PSG will play him in his natural position. So 
I, I don't want him to leave, but it looks like he might be going this uh, this winter or maybe in the summertime. And Romagnoli might be going along with him, too. Those are two right Those now. Those are two players that are being linked. Who else? Um, Jean-Claire uh, Todibo, who From plays Barca. for Barcelona. He's a young uh, French prospect. Very good player. He can also play defensive midfield. He's good with the ball at his feet. He had a really good game in the last uh, game of the group stage for Barcelona in the Champions League. He played pretty well, but Milan wanted to buy him outright for $20 million, which is a fair fee for him, but Barcelona are not dumb. They do not want to just let him go just for $20 million, knowing his potential, so they wanted to add a little bit of a buyback clause, mm-hmm. which is... Does that upset you? It does, but it doesn't because I think the potential for him is there, and I think he can help Milan... Uh, in the back, I think he should start over Musacchio if he were to ever come. <laughs> and if he were to ever help Milan to a Champions League, and, or if Milan ever get to the Champions League with him on the starting roster, he's going to play a huge part in that. So with that, it will force Barcelona to pay $40 million back, $35 right. million. That is a $15 million plus Valenza, which Milan could use and also... right. If they were to make it to the Champions League, also collect revenue from making the Champions League. So, obviously, Milan want to invest in players that they want to keep for the long run, but they also need to get back into the Champions League to produce greater revenue. So, it could be good, and it could kind of suck because you will make the Champions League because of him, but you would also have to lose him. But the positive side of losing him is you will get a capital gain for him. Yeah, I think the pros far outweigh the cons right now. I I think that Milan should go for the win now mentality or win it. I'll say win in the short term in terms of his contract, that is. I think that they should just make that deal with a buyback clause. Just bite the bullet on this one. Mm -hmm. And there'll be other defenders. So anybody else that uh, that's being linked with Milan currently? As I mentioned in the... In the I, intro, that's what I'm alluding to. Matteo Politano, oh man. So apparently, there's been a, some sort of an agreement. We don't know what the cost is. Some Milan fans are all happy, but we don't even know what the cost is. Inter have paid 24 million for him. They purchased him over the summer because they agreed for the loan to option to buy with Sassuolo. So they paid 24 million for him, mm-hmm. but his loan fee at first was just over $5 million. That's a so really expensive is, loan. That's an expensive loan, and that's about $29 million. Is Inter really going to take a loss? I, would you be upset so, by that? I would be happy because then I would know. <laughs> I, I would be happy if they did take a loss because I know Milan are paying less than what they should, or they yeah. should be paying what they should pay for him. Right. So... I don't but for know. a player I, like Politano. Politano was good last year, but we haven't seen him play this year, so we don't know what sort of impact he's going to make. Right. Positive side is that Politano loves playing in a 4-3-3, which is the reason why he hasn't been playing this year for Inter, because they switched to a 3-5-2. Correct. But he would be starting at Milan. I think he, if he were to have the same ability and impact as he had last year for Inter, and he brought it to Milan, it's a huge upgrade. For either Suso or Hakan. If from what I've seen, I think that he occupies more the right side. I think that he would be better cutting in because mm-hmm. he's a lefty. Yeah. So that's just my take. But all right. So that is that is Milan. And we're gonna hop on to the other Milan team, Inter. Right now, they're being heavily linked with one of my favorite midfielders, Arturo Vidal. 
right now he's sort of valued at 17 million euros. He's not exactly happy at Barcelona, so much so that he's actually suing the club in terms of lack of bonus payments. He feels like he's been slighted. And uh, he's also getting targeted by Manchester United. But from what I've seen, I think Inter are the really, really serious ones in this. They'd be getting, if they got him, they'd be getting a great midfielder despite his age. He's getting to his mid-30s. But he can dribble. He can do everything. He can tackle, shoot. Like This guy's an an animal. Everything. Yeah, and he just has that leadership. What do you? What would you make of of this transfer if if it does indeed go through? Is I this th- a plus for for Inter? Yeah, I think it would be a, a huge plus for them. He'd be playing the same. He would have the same role at Inter as he did at Barcelona. Just come off the bench or rotate every so often, not be that regular starter, but just adding depth, experience, leadership, as you mentioned, and that's what Inter needs. They need more depth in that midfield. And I think he would be the perfect guy for it. I know... uh, Short-term or long-term contract? Probably a short-term because he's now up in age. And I don't know. They're probably going to have to pay a little bit of a penny for in salaries for him. That's and I don't what think, I would think. Uh, Inter would want to have that for the long run. So I think maybe a year or two contract would be perfect. And in the meantime, they keep winning. They can get more... More revenue, obviously, for more players, and in within those two years, they would find someone else to replace Vidal. Yeah, that that seems like a logical progression there. I feel like if they they do get him, that gives them a serious edge in the Scudetto race. Really does. He would make a big difference coming off the bench, I think. But Inter apparently made a deal for Ashley Young, right mm-hmm. from Manchester United. Is this for, like, in the summer? Is this for him to come now? No, it's for him to come in in the the summer summer as a free. This makes no sense to me whatsoever. I guess it it does, but it doesn't make sense because I don't think Ashley Young is good anymore. I don't think he's been good for a while. Even when he was playing good for the English national team in the World Cup, he still wasn't good. (laughs) He was just having his moments. Yeah. Um, I guess it's good for depth. Maybe. I guess it's good for depth. He is a two-way player. Obviously, he used to be a winger, and then he you know, learned his way to, to play right back. So he's a hustler. He can go up and down the flanks. He delivers great balls into the box. That's one thing you can't knock on him. Sure. Especially on corner kicks or crossing from the flanks. He's really good at that. So if that's, if that's what Inter are, are signing him for, I guess it's okay, but I wouldn't see him starting every single week, especially at his age. Yeah, I just don't I don't get it. That's the only reason that I can just come up with. Like it, I get signing a player like Godin, like from the summer. I mean, granted he hasn't done nearly as well as we thought he would, mm-hmm. but I get signing a player of his caliber, like a defender of his caliber at his age. Mm-hmm. Because of what he brings. This, I just don't see. But moving on, let's go to Germany in the Bundesliga. Because there have been a couple of transfers. Mm-hmm. All of them, or I should say transfer rumors and transfers. And they're basically all focused on Dortmund. Jaden Sancho, one of their big stars, is getting linked with tons of, tons of clubs. Chelsea's in the race. Bayern are apparently in the race too. Two huge clubs who could potentially pay for him. But apparently 
Dormund is shutting this ship down. What do you make of this, Rui? Do you think that he will indeed stay, or do you think that he'll do you think he'll agree terms with a club for the summertime? And maybe Dortmund will get like a shit ton of money for it. Well, Dortmund will get a shit ton of money for him if they were to sell him. There's right no now. doubt about it. Chelsea was reported to dish out 120 million for him. Um, Man, the times we live in, 120 million. 120 like, million. Boom. That's that's it. So, Bayern Munich, big clubs like Bayern Munich, Chelsea, maybe even Juventus or. Manchester City, Manchester Hell. United, they all have the money to to dish out for a player like this. But Sky Germany, Sky Sports Germany have come out and they said that he will not leave Dortmund this year or this transfer window. Maybe it will happen Summer. in the summertime. We don't know. Um, well, we all know what happens when s- players make a name for themselves at, at Dortmund. They end up getting bought by some other Bayern club. Munich. Exactly. So <laughs> I'd hate to see that. Honestly, I do predict him leaving in the summertime or maybe the year after. Yeah, I don't see him leaving now because I think Dortmund are actually going to try and push for the Champions League. They're gonna oh, totally. The, they're going to try whether to try and win it or just generate as much revenue as they can because they are a club that need that kind of revenue. They sure. really rely on just finishing as far as they can in that tournament. Good news is that they. Just signed Erling Braut Holland. That's who I was gonna get to, man. That I sure go go for it, Rui. So I had this theory when they first signed uh, Holland, and the whole thing with with Chelsea and and Jaden Sancho came out like, oh, he's definitely going in the in the winter time, yada yada yada. So I was thinking, I was like, oh, it kind of makes sense now, you know. Maybe they'll switch to a two-striker formation with Paco Alcacer and just play a little bit scrunched in. Because when you think about it, uh, Marco Royce and Julian Brandt, they play really well in the middle. Yeah, behind and strikers. Behind strikers, and you have a great uh, a great regista as Axel Witzel, who's been playing really yeah, well, does, playing well, wins a lot of tackles, plays great balls, uh, feeds the attackers really well. And, you know, you have Mario Goetze. You have a few other players, Thorgan Hazard, that can also play in the middle. So I thought that they would probably switch the formation a little bit, try something new. Maybe it'll work. Mm-hmm. But apparently... Honestly, I had, I had the same theory. So <laughs> I was thinking of all that. Maybe it would help out the defense some some way, just like playing more possession-style football, like playing yeah, in the middle. obviously up the field. the game. Yeah, so I thought that would happen, but apparently not because... As Sky Sports Germany said, that Jaden Sancho is going to stay. And Paco Alcacer, it looks like he's going to be leaving. And Atletico Madrid is a team that's on the radar. Huh. Manchester United are also on the radar. Right. So there's a few teams that need a striker. Uh, Tottenham as well because of uh, Harry Kane going down with an injury. Again. Atletico, as I mentioned before, they really need another striker. They need to try something different. Um, me personally, yeah. I think they need to try something else. I think different. they need to try. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're getting at. So, he's <laughs> like, actually linked. attacking. He's being linked, and you know what? I think he can go away for like about forty million or so. He's a good player. You think he, that would be a good move? I think it'd be a great move because they bring in Holland, who's 
they got really for 20 young. million right that's now. A, that's a fucking steal. So he, he's a great investment. It's a steal because right now he's already worth 20 over way over he's 20 red million. Hot, dude. He's red hot. He's a great a great player and all it takes is one good half season for his value to go straight up again. Yeah. So I think it's going to be I think it'd be great business for for Dortmund to to bring in uh Holland and then ship out Alcacer. Do you think that Holland is making the right move going to Dortmund? Yes, perfect. Perfect. You think club it's the perfect club? They've always done a great job with strikers. Yeah, Obama Yang, Lewandowski, Paco Alcacer. Paco Alcacer really, really blew up the last year and a half that he's been on the team. So they, but they do a great job with young players in general. Yeah. So they have a great, great scouting team, a great uh, coaching staff that really extracts all these young players. We've seen it over the years. Even when you look at the the Dortmund squad that went to the Champions League final in 2013, they were all young players. Yeah, you know he was linked with Juventus, like heavily linked. But he wouldn't start. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't start. He would definitely be a player for the future. I think that he really is making the the right leap in yep. his in his career right now. The German league is a very good league. It's a good league for youngsters to really make a name for themselves to grow in. And Dortmund, if you can start on Dortmund. You, as a young player, there's a really good chance that you will succeed and become a big name again. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how he performs. We'll see if he'll still be banging in goals later on. Uh, let's go to the EPL now. Not a whole lot of news in terms of you know done deal transfers aside from maybe like Ashley Young, if that really counts. Uh, but a couple of rumors. This this one's not even a rumor at this point. This is kind of common knowledge. Christian Eriksen wants to wants to leave, but it all depends on when. It also depends on Tottenham Hotspurs if they want they want money for him. Like they don't want him to to leave at the end of the year for nothing, you know. So g- give me some some takes on this, Rui. Apparently, Eriksen's available for seventeen million pounds. That's pounds, not euros. And uh, right now, Inter and Chelsea are the front runners. I also know Juve is in the mix, and they could really use a player like him. Anyway, sorry, give me your take, Rui. It's amazing, a player that caliber, 17 million. It's like his teammate, Alderweireld's release clause was 28 million pounds throughout this entire time, and no one knew about right. it until six months ago. Six months ago. He's not, he's not amazing, okay, but he's good, and he's definitely a player that gives you a little bit of a boost in creativity in a midfield. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. And he's very flexible, too. He can play on the outside, yeah. come back inside. He's, I think he's really good, especially on his day and when he wants when to he play. Wa- when he wants he's to. incredible. When he wants to. He's a great scorer just this past weekend. He scored a great free kick for Tottenham, he's put great them back in the game. They were down one nothing at the time. He's good. He's great on set pieces. He just doesn't want to be on Tottenham anymore. He just anymore. doesn't want to be on Tottenham. But here's the weird thing, right? Tottenham don't have a problem selling him and just selling him now in January and making something out of it because his contract expires in June. So they'll take $17 million and just that's it. They're at peace with him. They don't have to worry about this anymore. But he wants to this stay is the but. this year, yeah. finish off the year, and then sign with someone in the summertime. So he so he's basically saying, "Screw you, Tottenham! I don't care if you get paid. 
It doesn't make Let any sense. Let me leave to me. in June. Right. It doesn't make any sense because he wanted to leave so badly, but now that Tottenham are still in the Champions League, and I think Inter is really wants him, but he won't leave now to go play for a team in the Europa League. Yeah. And I, I mean, especially if Inter also try and get Vidal, I feel like it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah, great point. So Chelsea, they're maybe if he wants to stay in London, it still wouldn't make sense because they. It, 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 I would wait to leave in the summertime if I were him, and I think he's thinking the same way because Tottenham are a better team than Chelsea. Currently, yeah. Chelsea are ahead of them <laughs> in the standings, but that shit's not going to last any longer. That's I, that's going to start coming down. Did you look in your crystal ball? And you, you pre- you're predicting the future right now? They're going to get knocked out in the first round of the Champions League, and Tottenham most likely won't. Okay. So, fair. We'll, no, we'll I see. like that. I think he wants to stay and try to win. Maybe he'll actually, actually want to play and Maybe. play for real. Maybe. These are all maybes. So it, it may be. none of this makes sense because he hasn't been playing well because he wants to leave, but now he wants to stay for the next six months because he wants to leave in the summer instead. So is he actually going to play well now? I don't is know. Is the real question. And maybe, well, this isn't a maybe. This would have to be the turnout is Tottenham offers him a new contract within the next five or six months. So that way... If he if he agrees to the terms, they'll get something at least you know something for him come June. Yeah. So this is a very confusing, confusing situation. There's a lot of maybes, too many maybes, and both teams are at peace with letting each other. Uh, like both parting parties, ways. both parties they want to part are ways. okay with parting ways, but it's all a matter of when. Tottenham would rather get rid of him in January because they want to make money. They want to make something out of him, but he wants to leave at the end of the summer so he can just finish off the rest of the season at Tottenham. So it's just We'll so see weird. what happens with Christian Eriksen, but I, I still... Fabio Paratici, listen to me. Okay, I know what I'm talking about. Anyway, another uh, player who we talked about, I think, this summer. I know we mentioned him was Bruno Fernandes from Sporting. Right now, he's he's being currently linked with Tottenham Hotspur and Manchester United. They both really want this guy. Do you? What was that whole situation about? I know that he... I thought that he pretty much put pen to paper with Manchester United and was like, yeah, I'm going. But yeah, then also, Sporting was like, no. Yeah, he was really close to... He was closer to Tottenham over the summer. He was linked with Manchester United, but Manchester United thought that they were going to be getting Paulo Dybala. Right. Uh, yeah, I forgot about so that. So Tottenham, was they really wanted him. Pochettino really wanted him as yep. the replacement, the successor for Christian Eriksen because they play two very similar styles of football. Isn't this just funny? So... With him not going, and Bruno Fernandes was really upset that he wasn't able to leave. I'm not really sure the whole story behind it. I think Spartan wanted a little bit more money because that team is just <laughs> I know money. your opinion about that, yeah. Now, there's been a little bit of a buzz, but it's just really, I think it's just more talk than anything else. If 
Bruno Fernandes is really going to leave. It's going to be in the summertime. Yeah. He's on a tier right now. He's tearing it up in the Portuguese league. He's tearing it up in the Europa League. He's playing really great there. He's got 13 goals, 13 assists this year in 24 really games. Good. He's picked up where he left off from last year. You know, and Sparting know that his form is going to continue. His value is either going to going to stagnate or increase in the meantime. So might as well keep him, finish strong in the league, and then get rid of him. So we'll see. But I do think Tottenham or Manchester United are the ideal spots for him. Yeah, that would be. It would be cool to see him at uh, at Manchester United. Just you know, I think at either of those clubs would be great for him. Yeah, I'm. We'll see. But like you said, gotta wait for the summertime. All right, Rui. Just a couple of more guys I wanna I wanna talk about. Give me the latest on Cavani, Thomas Lemar. Joao Felix because there have been a few rumors and stories about these guys. Let's go with Cavani first. Yeah, so Cavani's been heavily linked with with Atletico Madrid just a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago. He already agreed to go to Atletico Madrid, but it mm-hmm. wasn't clear on whether it would be in the winter or in the summer. Now, it looks like it's going to be a summer transaction. And ever since all those reports came out, we haven't really heard anything. There hasn't been a confirmation, an actual confirmation of him leaving. PSG, are they do not want to let him go yet. I think they want to hang on to him. Uh, unless if some team wants to pay a substantial amount of money yeah, for right. him, but it would be kind of crazy. That, that whole strike force at PSG is just bonkers anyway. So, like... So, um, Chelsea has been the team that have now just entered the mix. So they're they're looking for a new striker. Atletico would be <laughs> a great spot for him. Would be a great spot for him, but it all. I think Atletico want him now. They need another striker need in another January. Striker. But kind of like the whole Christian Eriksen thing. It's all semantics. Exactly. Atletico want him now. They're willing to. That's why they're interested in Paco Alcacer because they're not sure if Cavani is actually going to ha- uh, end up coming right. in January. So we'll see. I know Chelsea and Atletico are the two teams that are interested in him now, but we, we'll see what happens in in um, in the summertime because he did mention that he wants to go back to Italy. He did, and he would. Yeah. I know the only club you'd play for. Napoli. Napoli. That's what, and he said that. That's on the record. Um, and speaking of Atletico Madrid, Thomas Lemar and Joao Felix. Do you want to just quickly go over those guys? Thomas Lemar's being linked with. Uh, there was some talks with Lyon to go there on loan just to pick up some, just some form again because he's just playing in a system that doesn't fit him. He had a really off year last year, mm-hmm. kind of like what Joao Felix is going through right now. But, similar boats, huh? Yeah, similar boats. Two very talented players with a lot of potential, but they're just not in the right system. Yeah. But Thomas Lamar is also linked to Arsenal with a loan and option to buy. I think this would be a really cool spot I think he for could him. do really well in the EPL. There's yeah. a lot of good French players or French-speaking players on Arsenal. Yeah. You know, Pepe could be Thomas Lamar could and be. Obama Yang, who, hey. who is... Well, he's from Gabon. Hey, that he, would I believe be... he was born in France, but he is Correct. Gabonese. So yes. he plays for that national team. Exactly. So, hey, there could be some sort of 
you know, French Revolution over there at at Arsenal because we know we know quite a few good uh, French, French players, players that played for Arsenal. They're known for that. Um, that is basically the only team that is really pushing for Thomas Lamar right now. As for Joao Felix, there isn't a team that that has approached Atletico, right. but it's more Joao Felix saying that he's unhappy. This is not the style of play, and he. He did mention that he was much happier at Benfica because he was able to play the style that he wanted to play in a formation that suited him. And he wants to go somewhere where he can actually do that. Right. And so, he, he did mention that he wants to go back to Benfica at some point in his career and finish off what bad idea. he quote-unquote left. Bad at, idea. Uh, you can't use it. No, not you can't do that now. No. Maybe later in your career as well. But no, he's too talented for that. Do you, do you think he made the wrong move going to Atletico? I remember seeing that, and I was like, uh, it's not great. See, I think he was expecting a complete change, just like everyone else is. A lot of people talk that this whole parking the bus, uh, cholonolism, whatever it's called, I forget. Cholonolismo. Cholonolismo, thank you, Joe, was going to die out. It was a complete. It was time for I, a I revolution, bought, yeah. a, a change. That's what I thought. That's I drank a lot the Kool Aid. Yeah, for sure. Nope. Atletico <laughs> are number one in defense because they play that defensive style of football, and they're really terrible on the attack. Just like last year, they're just not finding the back of the net, and not having a superstar like Griezmann on the team is really hurting them. Yeah. Yeah, Joao Felix has that similar style of play. That's what I he's thought he was going to do. Young. Right. He's he, 19, 20 years old. You're not old enough. To, that, that, you can't do that yet. You can't do that Lead at a the club, front line. At a club like Atletico in La Liga. It's a, it's a lot to fill in, and it's just the style of play is just not for him. It's not there. So we'll see. You think that we could see a move? Not, I Not mean, this year. Just because of the price tag? Unless if there's some sort of change, coaching change, or just whole system systemic change at Atletico Madrid. There has to be something different. Why do I feel like that this could turn into a Mauro Icardi situation where he just like he sits in the stands, you know? It, 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 it makes could. sense because Lamar, Thomas Lamar and Jean-Felix are in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And when they first bought Lamar, it was just kind of like, okay... This he he does not belong on this team either, especially when it, like, he was bought. Atletico bought him when Philippe Luis, uh, Jimenez, Gudin, and Juan Fran were all on the team. On the team, Jimenez is still there, but that was a great back line. But they were just you knew with those players on the team that they're gonna play that same style, defensive style, right? So with all those players leaving. Over the summer, you would think, and they still have Lamar. They just bought João Felix. They got rid of uh, uh, Griezmann. They got rid of uh, uh, Rodri as well, Gudin. You would think that there was going to be some sort of change, and no, there there isn't Nothing. a change. It's so, still the same old style of football at uh, Atletico, and it's it's not going to get them anywhere. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess what we're saying is watch João Felix. And here, like, if you hear anything, let us know because time will tell if he actually stays at Atletico. We'll see. Anyway, we have a couple of Twitter questions, really. You, you think we can answer these? You think we can answer these 
thoroughly and to the best of our abilities. Oh, yeah. These are tough ones. All right. Let's go for <laughs> it. So, at JRod2589, a.k.a. George, writes, FA Cup, Coupe de France, Coupe Italia. Which do you prefer? I'll let you go first. I was going to say the FA Cup, and then George showed me something yeah. on Twitter. What did you show I me? had no idea that over 8,200 teams compete for the Coupe de France. That's a shitload of teams. And I, I, I didn't believe it. I, I like had to like Google it. I was like, no, this is like, because he, he tagged me in a tweet, and I saw it, and I was just like, oh, you know, there's no blue check mark. There's no real like news source or anything. So maybe it's just... I don't know. It could be garbage. Maybe it is true, and I just didn't know about it. Yeah. So I did my research, and it's true. It's about the tweet said eighty two hundred. It's actually eighty five hundred teams that competed this year yeah. for the Coupe de France. Yeah, that's impressive. Which is really cool. So it kind of gives a lot of teams an opportunity to yeah. win something. It takes Obviously, a lot. Ninety nine percent of those teams are not very good. Yeah, they so, get knocked out. But I would say that's pretty cool, the Coupe de France. I Obviously, I would say the FA Cup is the most valuable, quote-unquote, valuable one. But I'd be happy with either of those. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the Coupe de France is really cool that they have so many teams competing for it. Yeah, so that, no, that go, is cool. I'll go with the Coupe de France. I Joe, think, don't Mount, tell me. I'm tell, I'm, let me tell you why, okay? I know my answer is not going to surprise you at all. But back in the day... The Coppa Italia actually used to be called the Coppa del Champions because they likened the style of football or the quality, I should say, was like the Champions League. Oh yeah, they took back it serious. in the day. They took that shit really serious, and I think they still do today. It's, they still do, and there are some really great games that have come out of it. Yep. So that's that's why it's my favorite. Um, I know it's not a shocker, but <laughs> like. Watch some of the games. They they really are. It's mm-hmm. top tier. Some of those clubs really go for it. So that's those are our answers for that one. And this is going to be another Milan question, naturally. At Milan Club Boston writes, any signs of life in Milan after the game yesterday? I think this one was directed at me, Joe. No, oh, it was definitely directed at you. But I'll weigh in on my, on my uh, I'll give my two cents on it after you. This was George that, not George Rodriguez, George, yep. one yep. of the uh, admins at uh, Milan, Milan Club, Club Boston. Shout out to you guys. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you do know what to say, but I you don't just... know. If I lived in Milan, I don't. I wouldn't know if I would be alive. Oh, so uh, it's just that bad, huh? Yeah, it'd be that bad. I, I'd be a walking zombie for sure. It'd be very depressing. So obviously there is life in Milan, but. Uh, as a football fan, as a Milanista, it's very, very tough right now in Milan. Yeah. Very tough walking outside that imagine. stadium and walking around that city that used to bleed red, and it's not bleeding red right now. But, George, AC Milan Club Boston and all the other Milan clubs around the world, we will rise again. And that's all <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> uh, I guess the for my two cents, the only replay that I keep playing in my head is the one that Eddie posted, and that was of Suso crossing the ball, or not crossing the ball, I should say. That, that I feel like, epitomizes the game the other day. I, it's not... 
I'm going to try and sound nice, okay? It's not hopeless, okay? Honestly, it's going to take a lot of time. I just don't know how much I trust Maldini and Boban. Joe, right now I feel like I'm in the principal's office right now. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry, Rui. You should never feel that way. The way you're talking way. to me, man, it's like, you need to do better. <laughs> Things will get better. Well, no, it, it, if there's a healthy, if there are two healthy Milan clubs, the league is doing so much better. Right. But it, that's just not the case right now. It's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort. I just don't know if Maldini and Boban can bring you the players that you really, really need. I think we just need some guy from the Middle East to buy the team and just maybe funnel money into the club, buy players, and that's it. I don't care. I'll I'll happily wear, wear that PSG and Manchester City title. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, man. Have some dignity. But it's it's tough right now. It, it's really tough. Milan is in the gutter. And I know a lot of fan bases, like t- players like Arsenal. It, <laughs> just silence. Teams like Arsenal <laughs> are hurting, but this is worse, man. This is this yeah, is this... worse. We don't have the revenue that Arsenal has. We don't. We have FFP issues. We don't generate. We don't have all these broadcasting contracts and. 150 million fans around the world anymore. I don't know if we've ever had that many, but we, we used to have a lot more than what we do now, and it's just... City A is really not as as uh, out there as as the EPL. It's, it's tough. When you struggle in City A, when you're in a Banta era in City A, it's a lot harder than it is in, I get in, that. in the other leagues. Yeah. Yeah, that could be very, very true. So... Those are our takes on those or on Milan's situation. I really feel like we're going to – I'll give it a couple of weeks and then I'll be like, okay, we need a Milan check-in and we'll bring it, we'll bring Eddie on and we'll uh, we'll reevaluate. We'll see, we'll see if Ibra scores like four hat-tricks. I don't know. To be determined – all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, uh, if you guys like this episode, please give us a thumbs up, give us five star review, subscribe, whatever it is. And uh, also, if you liked what you heard, reach out to us on Twitter at RCR underscore podcast. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>